Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. We're so excited to invite you to our exclusive free online event. Now, this event is happening this week on October the 26th. Even if you can't make it live, make sure you do sign up as we will be sending you a replay. This event is all about how to stop the yo-yo on-again, off-again diet and exercise regime. So if you loved last week's episode all about getting off those fad diets and why we stopped fad diets, you're going to love this free event. We will be sharing our three simple swaps that will make healthy living easier than ever. We're so excited to see you there. So make sure you sign up. The link is in our show notes. It's completely free and we're excited. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome to episode 391 on the Get Merry podcast, and we are so excited to be back with you with a brand new episode. Uh, I guess stemming off from last week's episode, we left you with a bit of a cliffhanger, didn't we? Um, But we talked about, right at the end, we talked about self-acceptance, self-compassion, self-respect, self-care, self-love, and why these are so important to creating genuine health. And that is exactly what we're going to be talking about today. And we're going to be sharing exactly how we practice these very, very important mindset. Mindset what? Mindset beliefs, mindset tools, mindset switches, who knows, whatever you want to call it, mindset magic. (laughs) And, you know, they are mindset switches if you are someone who has been living with self-hate and self-loathing and and constant self-criticism in your thoughts and out loud. Like, absolutely, switches is the right word, and that's what they were for us. I mean, Carl, think back to the the kind of self-talk you used to mm. do when you were looking in the mirror. Oh, I can it's... remember... I mean, it's t- it's horrible, you know. If you if you said out loud the things you said to yourself, maybe you you can relate. Think about it. If you put those on paper and then put it in your best friend's uh, letterbox, like it's very nasty, right? Mm-hmm. If you message them to your the people you love, they would really be like, "What the hell? Why are you being so rude?" Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and we are so rude to ourselves sometimes. Exactly. And like this is why it is so important to practice these things. So I really wanted to find, do you remember that poem that I loved? Um why can't I why can't I remember it? It's called What's the poem. Oh, there it is. Okay. So this is a poem that I've read out many times in yoga classes. And it's titled Thoughts Are Things. And oh. it's by Ella. Wheeler, I do believe. (laughs) And this is how it goes. 
Thoughts are things. You can never tell what your thoughts will do in bringing you hate or love. For thoughts are things and their airy wings are swift as a carrier dove. They follow the law of the universe. Each thing must create its kind. And they speed over the track to bring you back whatever went out from your mind. And I just think that this is the perfect little poem it rhymes. It makes you realize how important our thoughts are. They bring you back whatever went out from your mind. So whatever you're thinking is just going to be your life because your thoughts affect how you feel and how you feel affects your actions. So imagine how your day would be if you woke up and you looked in the mirror and you started your thought track of, I'm so ugly, I'm so fat, look at my stomach, look at my arms, why do I have that pimple, my hair is so flat today, Uh, why aren't my legs skinnier, like why aren't, why isn't my butt bigger, why is my nose so big, I have no neck, like I've got a double chin, all of these thoughts, like how are they going to make you feel? They're going to make you feel awful. Okay, so now you feel awful. Now you've gotten ready for your day or wherever you're going, maybe to work, and you start to walk to the bus stop or the train stop. Like, how's your walk? How are you feeling? You probably still feel pretty down about yourself. So you're going to look down at the ground. You're not very excited about your day because you feel pretty crap. And you walk into the office and you sit down at your desk. You open up your computer and you start answering emails. And every kind of, I guess, interaction with anyone else and anything that you do, is going to be pretty unjoyful and pretty uninspired and pretty flat. And that's the days that we're living. And you've heard us say it before, that the days make up the weeks, which make up the months, which make up the life. What if we shifted that entire beginning to something different? I wonder what might happen. And, you know, this this question is where it all begins, doesn't it? It's like we have to be aware of what's going on here and now to realize, hey, I want to make a change. And then you just step forward with one little change. And that one little change could be when I wake up, I'm not going to go straight to the mirror and look at my stomach and think I look not right look how ugly I look. It could be that you don't look at the mirror. That could be the first step. We're not even saying you have to replace your your self-criticism with positive affirmations. How about you just don't say anything about yourself? If you don't have anything nice to say about yourself, don't say anything. You are you and whatever. Mm-hmm. That, you know, it's, it's, it's recognizing there's your body and that's it. No narrative, no judgment, boom, full stop. There's your body. Awesome. And then perhaps you step forward and wake up day to day with this kind of mentality, skip that that whole ritual because that's what it was. It was a ritual of waking up, looking at your body, judging your body, hating your body. That's a ritual. It's not a very nice one, but it certainly is a ritual. So we skip that, maybe go straight to drinking water and having some breakfast or having a coffee, whatever it may be. And then maybe one month later, two months later, maybe it's four months later, maybe it's a year later, then perhaps you try something different 
or it might be one day later. Okay, now I'm going to wake up and instead of saying the list of mean things about myself, maybe I'll try swap it for just one good thing. And it doesn't even need to be about your body. It could be about something else completely. Mm-hmm. It's a very powerful practice to welcome in this idea of not just self-acceptance, but also self-compassion, self-forgiveness, which yes. kind of is part of compassion, self-care and self-respect. So self-acceptance It is what it is as it is, as our philosophy teacher, Andrew, would say. It's accepting that we as an entity, me as an entity, you as an entity, you are you and that is it. That is, but, you know, that's all. (laughs) Like no need to say what's good or bad. No need to judge. No need to label. It is what it is as it is. Ah, such a weight off the shoulders. Okay, cool. I don't need to worry about that anymore. We can obviously add on to that with, you know, a level of self-care, a level of self-respect. Maybe for for you, you really resonate with our Merry Body Mantra, which is you're amazing just as you are. And that is, that's like the combination of self-acceptance and self-celebration. Like mm-hmm. self self-acceptance and self-celebration. I am amazing just as I am. Hey, it's not just it is what it is. I'm amazing. And like that really puts you in a really confident mindset. That's really what we try and do inside Marybody is breed confidence from within, like create confidence from within and also self-acceptance and self-love and self-care and self-respect through movement. So they're really powerful. Self-compassion, what does that look like? Okay, you stuff up. You do something. You trip over. You stumble on your in your speech. You forget to send an email. You, I, I don't know, you do something that in inverted commas isn't perfect. Mm. Bad you. You're not perfect. Self-compassion is, I, is the realization that you actually deserve compassion just like you share compassion with other people. You also deserve that. Oh, it's actually okay. Like I'm human. Oh, okay. Yeah, that happened. Oops. Moving on. And this is where self-acceptance and self-compassion really can play together because it is accepting, it is what it is as it is. And then it's also being kind to yourself and understanding that you are a human and you can make mistakes. Yeah, and it doesn't make you, you know, it doesn't put you in in that certain bad human group. You know, we can be so judgmental of ourselves. Oh, I did this. I stuffed up. I'm so dumb. Here I am failing at life. And, you know, that that kind of thought pattern grows and festers into something that, you know, we can't even fully understand until we get there. And sometimes it's like when you hear this self-compassion, it's so unbelievable. Like, what? What do you mean self-compassion for myself? Because you've been forgetting to be so kind and compassionate towards yourself. It feels so uh, impossible mm-hmm. or it feels wrong almost. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, that makes me a bad person if I am forgiveful of my, of my, uh, what's the word when, you know, the shortcomings. Yeah. I don't think forgiveful is a word. Yeah. I don't think it's a word either. (laughs) But I like it. You should be forgiveful (laughs) of yourself. (laughs) I think it's forgiving. 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 (laughs) 
<laughs> but I like it. It's like a combination of forgiveful and forgetful. So we'll be forgiveful of ourselves because we forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Oh my gosh. Uh, That's terrible. And see, this is where self-compassion, you know, that you know, guys, I did this as the perfect example. Once upon a time, I would have been so embarrassed about this. Oh my gosh, I can't even speak. Look, I'm trying to speak Italian. I can't even speak English correct. And you know, it would be embarrassing. And now I'm like, oh well, it's kind of funny. And yeah, it's it's human, right? We do make mistakes. We might have even been like, Oh, edit it out, like because yeah. we, like, we can't show that we're human. It's like, no, actually, you can, and it's a great thing that you're human. So, so there's this self acceptance, there's this self compassion, being forgiveful of oneself, <laughs> and there's also this idea of self care and self respect. Now, these are kind of like what actions are we taking to show ourselves care? What actions are we taking mm. to show ourselves respect? Now. This all seems pretty overwhelming. Like if this is the first time you've heard of these concepts and you're you're just like, what the hell? Like, how do you even do that? Because for me, that's how it was. Like for me, it was what you just want me to put a post-it up on my on my mirror and and read it every day, like that I am enough. Like that, that for me wasn't enough. Like that that yeah. didn't do anything. Like it it did a little bit, but it was very, very, very easy for old habits old patterns to come back in and remind myself of how crap I am and how fat I am and how ugly I am. It was so easy for those thoughts to come back because I'd practice them so much. So a post-it didn't cut it. Uh, I really needed something more. And I know um, we're excited to tell you like what we did. And we've talked about it before, but it really just came at the perfect time after talking about last week's episode with getting off this idea of, you know, that fad diets work because they just don't. But um, along with releasing this idea of that fad diets work and trying to come up with a way of living that helps you live in a really uh, energized, vibrant way, we suggest also adding in self-acceptance, self-compassion, self-care and self-respect before you even think about anything else. Because if you put yourself in this kind of mindset, the choices that you make just come a lot easier. Like they just, they just, they just kind of become you. And so Mm. how do we actually practice these things? How do we actually decide? Yeah, actually, I do want to be self-accepting of myself, but how, where on earth do I begin? And what does that even mean? And how do I even get there? And how do I even feel that? Like these are, these are good questions to have because self-acceptance, you know, it's a thing and it kind of feels sometimes like it's all the way over there. So far away. Yeah. How do we do it? Yeah, it feels impossible. Once upon a time, it did feel impossible. And, you know, this is when we introduced or when we rediscovered yoga, Pilates, meditation, because, you know, they had been in our lives before. However, we stopped practicing for various reasons, Uh, you know, because we were hopping on and off and on fads, including exercise fads too. However, the main reason why these practices really work is because they're presence practices. And when you connect to the present, where you are here and now, you are more mindful of how you feel and the thoughts that are going on. So you can bring so much awareness to you and connect to yourself 
And then you can kind of plant these seeds of intention. And this is where we linked it to self-acceptance. And that's what Mary Body is. It's self-acceptance with the practices of yoga, Pilates, and meditation. Mm-hmm. It's self-acceptance with a tool that gets you present. So it's like every time you roll out the mat and do your Mary Body, every time you sit in your meditation seat and listen to Carla speaking these amazing words, little seeds of self-acceptance along with self-compassion and self-respect and self-care and self-love are planted. The thoughts are then shifted from these experiences. You know, when you end a class and you hear us say, well, hear Carla say, you are amazing just as you are right here, right now, which we say at the end of every single class, you might not believe it in first class or second class or third class, maybe three months in, you don't believe it. But then maybe in that fourth month, you begin to actually believe it. Hey, I'm hearing this long enough and I'm thinking this and I actually believe it now. Mm. And that's the power of these practices. And I mean, yeah, we it's it could be like brainwashing, I guess. <laughs> but it's in a not. really good way. <laughs> yeah, it is in a really, really good way. But what it's doing is it's triggering or it's shifting your thoughts. Mm. It's a good trigger. <laughs> it's I was gonna say it's glimmering your thoughts. Yes. So it's 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 shining a light on that, like, hey. I never thought I was amazing. I thought I was pretty mediocre or lame mm. or, or or crap or whatever thoughts you might have about yourself. And it's questioning them. This statement is questioning your thoughts mm-hmm. when you're ultra present and connected to yourself here and now with your body, with your mind. So it's it's just so powerful to link it to these practices these mind body practices that's that's the powerful thing because you know you step in a bathroom and you look at the mirror and there's your post it cool but you know you've got the post it but then you're also thinking a bazillion other things mm-hmm. whereas when you're on your yoga mat you have to think about what you're doing here and now you have to be present because otherwise you fall over Exactly. And so when you get present, you're able to become aware of your thoughts. When you're aware of your thoughts, you're more able to shift them because you're aware of them. But if you start with the intention of self-acceptance, so if you begin your practice with the idea that this practice is my dedication, I am intentionally trying to practice self-acceptance Even if a thought of non-self-acceptance comes in, you come back to that first intention and realize, no, that's not why I'm on my mat. I'm on my mat to practice self-acceptance. And you just let that thought go. You let it go. And you keep letting it go. And then you keep letting it go. And then maybe one one day on your mat, you don't have a thought, a self-loathing thought or a self-hating thought. You don't think, oh, my stomach's in the way or, oh, my legs are so this or, oh, I can't do that. Like maybe just suddenly you don't have a thought like that because you've practiced, you've done the practice, you've done the minutes on your mat where you've practiced letting go of the thoughts, letting go of the thoughts, letting go of the thoughts, letting go of the thoughts. That is just what we're just trying to untangle everything. We're just trying to let it all go. And then you realize, wow, like this works because you've done it again and again and again and again and again. And this is the idea. You don't do a yoga class once and expect you, well, you shouldn't, and expect magically to feel this uh, 
weight off your shoulders where you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm so self-accepting on myself. Like, oh, like this is the best. You might feel that after a class, but trust me, then you need to go do the yoga again in two or three days and do it again and again and again. And this is where real change happens. It's this idea that you don't just run a marathon and suddenly you're a runner. Like that isn't how it works. So that's why habits are very, very important. But imagine if your brain knew that when you hop on the mat, you feel really good. Like when you do your merry body, you feel really good. And so your brain is going to be trained to encourage you, to help motivate you to get on the mat again because it remembers, hey, Carla, you felt really good last time you did this. You should do that again. Yeah, go do it again. Press play. Like this is how the brain works. Rather than doing something that you hate, that like, again, is just filled with self-hate. For example, I hate running. Like I hate running. I don't like it. The only time I run is when I'm on a walk and the people in front of me are too slow and I have to run around them. And I don't even like doing that. I'm like, damn it, just walk a bit faster. So that is like the how long I run. But I used to run because I thought that's what I should do. But I never wanted to go for a run. And on my run, it was like, you're, you suck. Like, you're so fat. Like, come on, like, get this done. Like, it was just an ongoing monologue of like self-hate. And so you can imagine that ritual of running didn't really create like a great mindset. However, now with yoga, plays and meditation, it's like my mindset has completely shifted and it's movement, but it's movement combined with these mindset practices. That's why it's so powerful. So if you're like us and need something more than, you know, a post-it or affirmations or things like that, if you actually need an action, because that is the power of it. I think it's because it's an action that you do with your mm. physical body and that puts you here in the now and you practice it for longer than, you know, a minute. It's like, you know, it's a 20-minute class or a 10-minute class. Like maybe try a Mary Body class. Like can, let's put a link in to a few, our fusion class, our mood lift to fusion class. Pop that in the show notes. Just try out one class and see mm. how you feel. And we're not saying it needs to be Mary Body. It could be something else. If you have something that works for you, that makes you feel good, maybe it's every time you go for a swim in the ocean. If you're like a big ocean swimmer and that is the thing you do every morning, maybe it's like every time you jump under that first wave, like that is the practice of like, yes. Or maybe it's your walk, like that is your practice. But if you link it to something that's physical where you're able to like be in your body and be present uh, and you actually enjoy it, then chances are that you will actually shift your mindset and this will become your norm. Like this is our norm now. Like self-accepting thoughts just come very naturally. Grateful thoughts come very naturally. Self-compassion thoughts come very, like I I am very forgiveful of myself every day. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so forgiveful too. Oh, my gosh. Uh, And I think, again, another thing that, you know, I've thought about, you know, hearing all this, which all you said is absolutely true, but it's also, I think, because so often if you come from this self-hating place, a lot of the time, as you described, Carla, when you were running, you were going over that monologue of self-hating thoughts, you know, you were were reminding yourself of how much you suck. Mm. And I think so many of us do this. I remember doing it on the treadmill, on the bike, on the the all those equipment at the gym, you know, watching down as that 20 minutes went down and thinking, just got to keep going. 
just got to just got to keep going to make sure I tick off my workout so I don't put on weight. It was always about that because I'm already overweight. I can't put on weight and I've got this and this to go to. I've got I've got this dinner occasion like I need to burn off those calories now so I can eat that and not feel bad. You know, these thoughts were going on while I was working out. So it's like if you shift that within your workout, whatever it may be, for us it's yoga pilates and meditation. I mean, meditation is in a different field itself. Mm. But at yoga Pilates, because you can totally still have crappy thoughts while you're practicing yoga and Pilates. I mean, you might, I I do find that you have to be very present to do these moves better, obviously. And when I say better, I mean like properly, like so you don't fall over in tree pose, etc. Uh, you do need to be present. So there is less space for thoughts. When you're doing something like walking on a treadmill, you can drift away with thoughts. Mm. very easily but this is also where we got to bring in because yeah you just reminded me perfectly you've just reminded me that the fitness world is not filled with instructors that teach like us oh yeah uh, and i i i, I kind of just oh forgot. yeah i forgot for a moment um this is the whole idea it's like because we realized that these practices were amazing. Like it was a self-find, right? You know, some of our teachers, some of our yoga teachers, Pilates teachers would, you know, bring in, I guess, moments of self-acceptance, like within philosophy or something, like Mm -hmm. they might mention it, you know, of a sentence. And, you know, they were very profound moments for both of us. And Mm -hmm. that's when we realized, like, what if we made this entire practice a dedication to this? Like, what would change then? Because even, you know, if you do go to yoga and Pilates, you might find or any other fitness class. Like, I'm sure you've experienced a class where a fitness instructor has said, like, let's work that, uh, what what do we call them, muffin top. Like, let's get the muffin top, the side muffin top. Let's make a thigh gap. Let's get rid of that pouch. Like, oh. Like that just blows my mind. Let's not have a, what are they called? Turkey neck or tuck shop lady arms. Like all of these derogatory words towards our bodies. Not only that, then let's work off that Christmas pudding that you ate. Or if you're planning on eating so many Easter eggs, you better work hard today. Like these are the kinds of inspiring words that I was so used to hearing. And then we thought, what if we don't do that? Yeah, how about we just change and not not talk about this? I mean, it was so nice to like make those rules because you know they are rules within Marybody that we don't talk about this stuff and don't use this language in our classes. It's not saying that you can't talk about losing weight. Absolutely not. You can talk if you need to talk about that, talk about it. But we will not talk about it in a yoga and Pilates class. You can talk about it after. Mm-hmm. But we don't even mention that ever. Because exercise is so much more than just a, a weight loss tool anyway. My gosh, how amazing is exercise? It is so amazing. And, and and we all got brainwashed to thinking it was just about losing weight. So therefore we kind of started hating it. Because it was like because, a, pu- a punishment tool. Yeah, it was because- like it was linked to our self-hate practice instead of our self-acceptance practice. Exactly. Exactly. There we go. There we go. So we need to unlink it from our self-hate practices, relink it to our self-accepting practices, self-care, self-respect. And again, this self-celebratory, like that's what I'm going to say, self-celebration, the fact that you can move, the fact that you're able, the fact that you're alive and experiencing this moment. 
Like that that deserves a celebration and we forget. Yeah. We forget that. It's so easy to forget. But what if we created something that reminded us again and again and again that, oh, wow, I'm alive. Like that, yeah. This is this is a one-time thing. It's pretty cool. <sighs> ah, that was great. So now I need to go roll my mat out and press play on a yoga class I'm feeling. A mm-hmm. short one because then I'm going to have lunch. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean, there's so many short classes inside Mary Body. I feel like uh, have a play if you're listening and you're like, oh, my gosh, like start a free trial, have a play with the filters. Like the filters is my favorite section inside the app. Press classes, open the filters, and just pick all of the filters and it will find, it will refine your search and find the perfect class for you. So probably the most common filter I would say that people use is the time one because it's like, Mm. okay, I've got 10 minutes. I need under 10 minutes or I've got 20 minutes. I need 10 Mm. to 20 minutes. Um, And that's what people will do to search for the perfect class. Um, So do that and see how you go. Uh, Otherwise we're excited to come back to you with a brand new episode next week we're actually planning a holiday series for the podcast as well so that will be really fun it will be starting uh end of november yes end of november and going all the way to mid january it'll be a 10-week series so do keep your ears out for that and we will be continuing the get married podcast over the holiday series but um with lots of inspiring episodes and you know mindset switches to help you keep on track of all of this especially during the holiday season where it can get really difficult um you know, especially in the diet industry and fitness industry, like just watch out guys, watch out. Okay. Uh, New Year's is coming. (laughs) So be mindful of that. (laughs) We don't need to click on those bad diets, but uh, have a great day. And we look forward to being back in your ears next week. Bye. Bye Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.